I think the most amazing mountain that I have ever seen is Mount Rainier. In Washington State, if you have ever had a chance to go out and to see the beautiful stratovolcanoes that line the coast. These are so tall, these mountains, that the top of them are capped in snow most of the year. They rise high above the tree line. In a distance, as we approached Rainier, you could see it, blue skies, giant mountain. And as we got closer and closer, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Eventually, we got to the National Park gate, and as we set out on this historic road that went back and forth, a road that was made in the early 20s that was designed to give you optimal views of the mountain as you made your way to the big old lodge hotel. Just impressed, filled with awe that something could be so beautiful, so massive, so awe-inspiring. We got to the parking lot. The park road takes a while. And we got out and we quickly made a beeline into the visitor center. We needed to use the restrooms. And we wanted to see the video, the orientation uh, video to see what we were going to encounter. We were going to be there about three days, and we had all these plans to hike all around the mountain. After a quick shop stop at the gift shop, we went back to the car, and we were shocked. No sooner did we step out of the visitor center, but the mountain had disappeared. This giant mountain that filled our view was gone, covered entirely with clouds. The video told us that sometimes Rainier can be covered with clouds for days on end, and some visitors never get to see its summit. It is so large that it it controls the weather that comes around it. But to hide a mountain... In the clouds, you couldn't even see anything. It was just amazing, stunning to have something so impressive obscured from our view. In this morning's gospel, Peter, James, and John, they're right on top of the mountain. Oh, it's not Mount Rainier, but it is a mountain where they are going up to pray. And just like ancient peoples from all cultures around the world, you go up to a mountain in order to pray because on the mountaintop, you're closer to God. And they were there and they were praying and while they were praying, they hit the jackpot. Now they had been following Jesus for quite some time. They saw Jesus teach and preach. They saw him heal the crowds of all broken people that came from all over the place. They were impressed. But now as he was praying on this mountain, his face is transfigured. What does that mean? It's undescribable. He changes. He, he, he is, he, it, it's just, they are filled with glory, with an experience of the divine. They can't put it into words. And they are there. They finally have arrived. All of their faithfulness 
is paying off. They are tired, but they stay awake, and it even gets better. They see Moses and Elijah, the heroes of the faith. They're present with Jesus in this glorious place. They are in the presence of God. And when you are in the presence of God, you want to stay there. They are so excited. They want to build three dwelling places, three little altars, temples, places for them to be and to dwell and to remain in God's glory. Hallelujah, they have arrived. Life is good. But before they can get too much into it, There's a voice from the cloud. The voice from the cloud identifies Jesus as God's chosen one. And it directs Peter and James and John to listen. Listen. Listen to what the words that this Jesus will speak. Listen with your ears your eyes, and your heart. See, experience, understand, come to know that this life that Jesus lives is God revealed to us. Listen, that this life that Jesus lives is the invitation to Peter, James, John, the church, all who would follow in Jesus' name. Listen to the glory of God touching down in the valleys of life. Because it's hard, we can get sidetracked with the glory. We can get sidetracked with the worship, coming together, giving praise to God, thanking God for all the wonders in life. We can get so caught up in all of that That the true glory, the true presence of God is hidden from our sight. The life of Jesus teaches us that the glory of God is to be found not only on the top of mountains in nature's glory and splendor, but the glory of God is found on the valleys, in the broken places in life, in the places of life where we hurt, and we find ourselves unable, when we find ourselves crying out to God. The kingdom of God is present in those places. No sooner do they go down the mountain, they meet the crowd again. The crowd of broken people like you and me. The glory of God on the Transfiguration Mountain leaves that place and goes and journeys in the places where life is hard, where we fall asleep, where we don't have the strength. The love of God is made known at tables where people are excluded. Where holy people hold others apart. The grace of God, the love of God, the forgiveness, the compassion of God is found in the places. Go beyond sacred houses of worship. 
out into the neighborhood. People are hurting. The church that follows Christ, that gathers on the mountains, gives praises to God in worship, in word, in sacrament, is called to follow its master down into the places in life that are hard and difficult to find God's love revealed there. As we left Rainier, that parking lot up top, I was getting kind of worried. I was getting kind of worried because the video said that sometimes the mountain is covered with clouds for days. Oh, I caught a little glimpse of that mountain, but it wasn't enough. I wanted to see it. I wanted to experience more of it. But it was covered, covered by clouds. And all the way back down to the campground, I'd stop at every outlook and look and see, but the cloud was still covering. Sometimes the things that cover the glory, the grace of God in the midst of heading down the mountain, in the midst of the valley, can be so great. But that's why, as a church, we're called to journey together, to hold each other up, to point out the mountain when we catch the glimpse so that others may too see it and delight in it. Eventually, almost back to the campground, I started to catch just the edge of the mountain. I got my camera out and I took picture after picture thinking, if this is the only part that I get to see, well, It'll have to do. As we journey in this week, we come back together here again on Ash Wednesday to begin a Lenten journey. A time of journeying down the mountain, journeying through the difficulties of life, the imperfections of life. We travel together and let us point out the glimpses of God's grace and love so that we don't miss them. But we travel in the sure and certain hope that God remains present with us whether we be in mountain glory or in the deepest valley of our lives. God's presence is there. And in that sure and certain hope we journey forth into this Lenten season. May it be a time for each of us to grow, to be renewed in our faith. And together, may we continue to present that love, that grace, that glory of God in every valley we encounter. Amen.